Folks, before we jump into today's highlights, I just have to ask you, do you want to put 50 years of baseball history in your pocket? I know what you're thinking. It's not going to fit, but it really will because it's all in audio format. These are lost pieces of baseball history told to you from baseball cathedrals. They're, they're told to you by icons of the game from Red Barber, Ernie Howell to Harry Carey. I get goosebumps personally listening to these games and even thinking about the interviews and what these players are going to share with me. I know what you're thinking. Is this AI? Are there bots? Is there some magic potion here that are making these things appear? And I'm telling you, they're not. These games are real. They were done by real people at that specific moment in time. All the iconic moments, the interviews, none of it's reproduced, none of it's AI. It's all real, but done again by real people. If you want to check them out, uh, there's a free intro offer. Jump on over to VintageBaseballReflections.com. And there's over 2,500 audio clips and games for you to put in your pocket, take on walks with you, hang around the fireplace and listen, put them on the porch, invite some friends over. However you want to listen, you're going to be able to listen in these amazing moments in baseball history. Use this coupon this day for a special gift at the checkout. Especially Willie, Mickey and the Duke. Now my old friend, the bachelor, well he swore he was the Oklahoma kid. And Cookie played hooky to go and see the Duke. And me, I always loved Willie Mann. Those were the Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Fenway Park. This is Mark Fidrich. Now, each time he gets the ball back, you'll see him mumble a couple of words to the ball. The first man ever to pitch five career no-hitters. Catch him all, Joe! I don't believe what I just saw! Another chance for Mitchell, and he makes a pair-handed catch! Ricky goes, a pitch take, and he's going to have it. Leaps high of the air, and he's going! Let it be said that number eight, Cal Ripken Jr., has reached the unreachable star. Today, I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. Now, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we invite you to rise. Welcome to the Daily Rewind, brought to you by ThisDayInBaseball.com. I'm Tom Hannon, and I'm your host. We bring you voices of the past and all the golden nuggets you just can't get from looking at stats. And on today's show, we have Duke Schneider. And before we bring you Schneider, I'm going to tell you what happened on this day. On February 27th, 2011, the Duke of Flatbush Hall of Famer Duke Schneider dies in Encino, California at the age of 84. Snyder was a power-hitting center fielder for the great Brooklyn Dodger teams of the 1950s, and he is forever going to be immortalized in Terry Cashman's song, Willie, Mickey and the Duke. I played it to start this episode. I just couldn't resist. When I pick up my grandson, we take him for the weekend, and he would insist that I played that song. He just, he'd start humming it because I played it for him once and he loved it. And 
all the way, you know, it's an hour and a half ride uh, from where I'd pick him up to where we live. And we would play Willie, Mickey, and the Duke probably uh, uh, 50 or 60 times. And I just, I love that song, but it would, it just, once you start singing it and humming it, it gets in your head. It's just a, such a great song. And um, it's always, uh, whenever I hear it, I just, I can't help but thinking all those rides I used to do with him uh, when he was a, a little boy and just play that song all the time. Back to uh, Schneider. Um, Schneider was Brooklyn's entry into one of the most passionate debates in baseball history. New York sports writer Red Smith once wrote, Schneider, Mantle, and Mays. You could get a fat lip in any saloon by starting an argument as to who was best. While sharing that spotlight with fellow future Hall of Famers, Schneider was part of a magical period in New York baseball and saw a team from the nation's largest city win the World Series in nine out of ten seasons from 1949 to 1958. The Dodgers appeared in the Fall Classic five times during that time, winning their only championship in 1955. Well, only championship in Brooklyn, that is. Although the Dodger lineup also featured other outstanding performers such as Jackie Robinson, Roy Campanella, and Gil Hodges throughout much of the period. No one on the team wielded a more potent bat than Schneider. And even though the Brooklyn center fielder usually came out third best in comparison to Mays and Mantle, Schneider actually hit more home runs during the 1950s than either of those two. He hit 326. Hall of Famer Ralph Kiner once noted, I'd say Duke covers more ground, wastes less motion, and is more consistent than anyone since DiMaggio. And Stan Musial named Schneider, Mays, and Aaron on his all-time outfield team. On one of the what-could-have-been facts, after the 1951 failure of Brooklyn when they lost the playoff game when Bobby Thompson hit the shot heard around the world, a lot of pressure came down on Schneider from the press, and he actually went to Walter O'Malley and told him he couldn't take the pressure, and he told him he'd like to be traded. He figured, I could do no good for the Dodgers. But O'Malley talked him out of it, and the rest, as we say, is history. But as I'm talking about Duke Schneider, I realized... Who better to tell you about Duke Schneider than one of his famous teammates, Don Newcomb? So here's Don Newcomb to tell you about Duke Schneider. Duke came down, was sent down from the Dodgers, the big club, to Montreal where I was, and he took care of the things that he was sent down from the Dodgers in Brooklyn to do. He made a vow when he left Montreal that day. He said, I'm never coming back to the minor leagues again. He had a great idea on how his pitches was going to pitch if we pitch like we agreed to in the clubhouse before the game. And Duke was always on, on target, on spot. And if the ball was inside the ballpark or not off the walls, Duke was going to catch it. Duke was going to throw beer on me in Milwaukee when we clinched the pennant. And I said, Duke, don't you throw that beer on me because I, 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 I take care of my clothes. Now, don't you do that. We uh, got to Yankee Stadium and won the championship. I said, now, now with this derby and this sweatshirt on, let's pour it all over us and we have a very outstanding picture. The most important thing is he had a great, a great family and a great, beautiful wife. They were a great family, and I'm proud when I say that I, I consider it a very great honor to be on the same team with a great player like Duke Snyder. Thank you, Nuke. That was awesome. Now, I'm going to turn the mic over to Bowie Kuhn, 
who's going to introduce Duke Snyder before his 1980 Hall of Fame speech. He was called the Duke. The Duke of Flatbush. And he played on the Boys of Summer. He was the all-time National League World Series home run king with 11. He played on six pennant winners and in four World Series hit over 300. His averages in those four were 345, 320, 320, and 304. They once asked Casey Stengel to compare the incomparable trio of Mantle, Mays, and Snyder. And for once, Casey was laconic. He said, I'd like to have all three. <laughs> this man was a superb outfielder, a truly formidable power hitter, and at the risk of overworking the phrase style and grace, which I applied to K-Line, it applies to Snyder too. <laughs> the official language reads this way. Edwin Donald Snyder, Duke. Brooklyn, New York, Los Angeles, New York, New York National League, Los Angeles National League, San Francisco National League, 1947-1964. He hit 407 career home runs and tied National League record with 40 or more round trippers five years in a row, 1953-1957. Batted 300 or better seven times in compiling 295 lifetime average. Top league in home runs and runs batted in once each, slugging percentage twice, and total bases three times. First to hit four homers in a World Series twice. He did it in 1952 and 1955, Duke Snyder. Thank you, Commissioner. Friends, sound like all of you are. <laughs> it, it's too much. I don't know what to say, but I, I know that I want to share this with my family. You know, Ted said some nice things, but I had to live with this because my wife, Bev, loved Ted Williams. <laughs> I'd go two for four, home run, three RBIs, I'd come home. She said, you had a good day, honey, but Ted got three for four. <laughs> so she really kept me on the ground and kept my head where it should be. It's my wife, Bev. <clears throat> <clears throat> I 
I have four children, now five, being as my youngest son got married, and I'd like to introduce them. My oldest son, Kevin, good ball player in college, didn't make the pro ranks, but he's a good player. My son, Kurt, and his wife, Kim, he was a good athlete also. My daughter, Pam, who was in love with Don Drysdale, Ron Farrelly, a lot of them. <laughs> and one, my last daughter, she's too young to go through any of this. She's a tremendous athlete, a volleyball player, Donna. I have lots of good friends out there, and needless to say, I was raised during the Depression. Now, if any of you went through that era, you know what it was like. That's why now we appreciate so many things that we couldn't afford then. I wore cardboard in my sneakers because my mother was saving her pennies for a new pair. So we'd get a lot of cardboard all around the places. But I want to thank Pete Rosell for coming but not only for that, because Pete and I were high school teammates. In fact, Pete dated Bev before I knew Bev. That's how close we are. <laughs> Pete was my Boswell. In fact, playing football for Compton High School, Southern California, he was a writer for the school paper and also the Long Beach Press-Telegram. And Pete was building me up so much to make all league in football. Well, I made All-League in football, second team, but made most valuable player in the league. That's how good he is. <laughs> Thank you, Pete. He brought along two fellows that were very instrumental in my athletic career. His uncle, Joe Roselle and Bill Schleibaum, my coaches. Like Al said, their mom and dad are something special. My father was raised in the Cincinnati and Ohio area, Springfield, Ohio, and he knew that all the ballparks in the National League had short right field fences. So he put the bat on my left shoulder. I said, Dad, how about, I can, I'm right-handed. I can hit right-handed too. He says, you're two steps closer to first base and the fences are closer. Stay where you are, perfect that first. Well, I guess he was right, but uh, they did so much and my mother just sat back and would shake her head because we got in loud arguments and what have you, but he sure taught me an awful lot and without them, of course, I wouldn't be here today and without him getting me started in the right way, I wouldn't have made it. Another man, sort of graduating up a little bit, that again, I wouldn't be here without Branch Rickey. He's a Hall of Famer. We had others. The greatest competitor that I've ever seen, or ever probably will see, Jackie Robinson. Jackie could not only beat you with the bat, the ball, the glove, his feet. I saw him win a game in Chicago one day with his mouth. He got the pitcher so mad that when he got up to the plate, it was Sam Jones of the Cubs. He was hollering at Sam in the batter's box. Now, you don't see that. He was hollering terrible things at Sam. I was a batter and I heard something, someone yelling these obscene things at Sam and I turned around and I thought it was coming from the stands, it was Jackie. 
Sam, Jackie got up there. I popped out, struck out, whatever. Jackie got up there, hollering at him. Sam got so mad he hit him in the ribs with a pitch. Jackie got to first and danced off first the way that he, he could do so well. And he, Sam tried to pick him off and, and finally threw one wild at first base. Jackie went all the way to third and he hollered from third, I got you now, Sam, I'm going to steal home. Well, he didn't steal home, but he kept needling Sam. He bounced the third pitch, a curveball into the dirt. He went back to the screen and we won the ball game. That was Jackie. The man to my left, Roy Campanella, was the stabilizer on the team, really. He uh, kept us loose. He and his roommate, Newcomb, have many stories we could tell about them, believe me. And all true. <laughs> One little story about, about uh, Campy. He and Nuke had outstanding years this one year and won all the awards possible. The following spring, we're in Cincinnati. Campy's batting about 125. I didn't think Campy would ever do that, but he was at that particular time. Nuke was about 0 and 5. And the year before, they would go into all the hotels on the road. The telephones would ring all the time. And they finally had to call the operator and says, we don't want any telephone calls unless it's long distance or emergency. I said, okay and uh, the mayors and everybody were calling to go somewhere. The next year, when they were having got off to this bad start, Newcomb got on the bus and he says, hey, Rumi, he says, remember last year, he says, uh, we were getting all those calls and we had to call down and, and have the operator just put through long distance calls and emergency calls. And he says, yeah, I remember that, Rumi. He says, Newcomb said, yeah, and you know what now? He says, we can't even get a wake-up call. You hitting 105 and me 0 and 5. <laughs> A couple more guys. I mentioned Gil. Uh, 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 Gil was uh, the kind of the stabilizer for us also. He was cool, and uh, I, never, I never thought Gil would uh, be as nervous as he was. Uh, he'd come back to the bench and his hands would be shaking because he was also, always so cool out on the field. But uh, he was a needler, and he was one of our, our uh, dry humor guys. It was just uh, uh, some more guts of our ball club. Uh, one more, Sandy Koufax and Don Drysdale. I'd like to put them together because these two gentlemen became such dear friends of mine. And uh, I got to know Sandy in 1955. We became good friends. Drysdale came up in 56. And uh, Drysdale took a few years off both our lives, Sandy, but uh, following him around. But uh, the thing was that these two guys were so great. And uh, it was just a pleasure. I, I didn't play much when Sandy became the great pitcher that he was, but I, I could hardly wait to get to the ballpark like some 50,000 others to see him pitch every game he did. And Drysdale, of course, uh, a great friend and outstanding competitors, but they all helped in some way, way or another. And in closing, I, I would like to thank the people from Montreal that came down today on the bus. That's real nice, and I... I hope you've had a good time, as we all have. But uh, thank everybody, the writers, everybody. I know I'm going to miss somebody, and I'm sorry, but uh, it's, uh, it's a day where it's, it's a little tough even getting up here, you know? <laughs> but I'd like to thank God, really, for including me in his master plan for being in the Hall of Fame, being a Brooklyn Dodger and a Los Angeles Dodger. Thank you very much.
I hope you enjoyed listening to Duke Schneider, Don Newcomb, and Bowie Kuhn. I have to say, when I shared this today on Facebook, we were overrun with comments. So many fans are still out there for the old Dodgers teams. You know, I really should know that because I am actually, um, even though I was born in Cambridge, Mass., and uh, I could see Fenway Park from where I grew up, um, I've always been a Dodger fan, an Ebbets Field fan. My dad would tell me these amazing stories of the Brooklyn Dodgers, and I was just enamored, especially with Jackie Robinson. Uh, after my dad had passed away and I was really looking for a path, I ended up building, um, to my knowledge anyways, the only replica of Ebbets Field. Um, and you can find that on uh, littleebbetsfield.com. It was a wiffle ball field. Uh, unfortunately, I've since moved from that house, but the field's still uh, active. It's still in good shape. I've uh, played on a few times since uh, since I sold the house. So, you know, I just always loved these great Dodger teams, and there's a huge fan base out for them. And I really appreciate all the comments that we've uh, that we've gotten, and all the shares, and all the people who are active. And if you wanna, if you're not part of our family, we'd love to have you. Just come on over to our Facebook group, uh, This Day in Baseball, and ask to join. And I'd be more than share your stories with us. Be more than happy to have. Now, uh, today's interviews were brought to you by the Baseball Hall of Fame channel. You can check them out on the YouTube. You can see hundreds of clips of Duke Schneider's uh, Hall of Fame speech, and all the players' Hall of Fame speeches are on there, uh, as well as biographies and other really uh, great pieces of baseball history. The other clip was named Don Newcomb on Duke Schneider, and that author was L-E-S-L-I-E. B-E-C-H on the YouTube. And, and the lastly, of course, I want to credit Terry Cashman for his Talking Baseball. I found that clip on uh, actually Talking Baseball, Willie Mickey and the Duke on Carrie Buffington's channel. So you can check all of those out on the YouTube. And if you enjoyed the content, I have two asks for you. Um, first, please subscribe to the show on whatever uh, podcatcher you use. Wherever you use to listen to your uh, podcast, we'd, you know, we'd love it if you subscribe to the show. Uh, we're putting out about four shows a week. We're putting out about four shows a week. I'm going to start uh, with a much more consistent schedule on that. I'll be updating you on that in the next couple of weeks. If you subscribe to the show, you're going to get this content as it comes out. And, you know, the best way for us to grow is if you share it. Uh, tell a friend that you've listened to the show and you've heard Duke Schneider. Maybe you never heard Duke Schneider before. and Or maybe you haven't heard any of these other players that we brought to you. We brought to you um, Smokey Joe Wood, Ed Rush, Babe Ruth, Jackie Robinson. So we're bringing you back all these great voices of the past and maybe you haven't heard them before. Maybe you know a friend who hasn't heard them before. If you share us, you can help us grow and keep bringing you this uh, great content. And secondly, as good as these statistical uh, websites are, I mean, whether it's baseball reference or fan graphs, I mean, it's amazing the amount of statistics that are out there. But they only tell you a portion of what happened. We're trying to tell you what happened, the game within the game, in the players' voices, and it's a different type of uh, baseball history than you would see uh, just looking at a box score. One way to help us is to consider uh, sponsoring a page. So you you could have your favorite team, event, a player. You can use the sponsorships for however you'd like, uh, whether it's to uh, market a, a book. Uh, we have a new sponsor that's coming on that um, 
that wrote a, this great uh, kids baseball book, and he's going to be sponsoring you know, 15, 20 pages. So maybe you have a book that you wrote that you'd like to sponsor some pages. Maybe it's on Ty Cobb, Duke Schneider, Ebbets Field, or you just love Duke Schneider and you'd like to do some type of memory for him. Uh, it, and we highly encourage you to check out uh, thisdayinbaseball.com slash sponsorship. Or go just right to thisdayinbaseball.com. Every page has a link to a page sponsorship. And check them out and see if you'd be willing to uh, sponsor a page. It's going to really help us out so we can keep bringing this content to you. Now, uh, please feel free to email me at tdinbb at gmail.com if you have any questions, comments, concerns. And if you'd like to contribute, we've gotten several people who've who've stepped up and they'd like to contribute. We'd love to have you. Uh, we're looking for team ambassadors. Maybe your, your favorite team is the Brooklyn Dodgers. Maybe it's the New York Yankees, the Chicago Cubs. Uh, we're looking for team ambassadors to come out, come aboard and, and help us help us get the word out there about our website, about the podcast. So uh, by all means, uh, hit, hit me up. Uh, you can just, again, tdinbb at gmail.com. For today's show, I really hope you enjoyed Duke Schneider uh, and listening to some Terry Cashman. We're going to close out with some Terry Cashman uh, to finish this up. And until next time, I hope we see you at the ballpark. I'm out. Peace. He'll be with Talking with